0: When a new world is born, a new way of living goes with it, N.T. Wright said. You ever notice how true that is? One of the best ways we can experience that or examine that is when our first child is born. And the world for the parents is never, ever the same again. We have, my bride and I often call it having our BC days before children and after children. You notice things as a parent, or perceive things differently maybe even act differently last week i'd mentioned the idea of kind of that overwhelm that comes on day 1 of fatherhood that i can't believe god is trusting me with another human being i hope i am not alone in that sense especially on this day that we celebrate fathers but the, you know what the first time i drove with my son in the car and he's in the his car seat and everything like that and i realized As I'm watching the cars go by and I'm getting ready to pull out onto a road, even in our little town, it's like, all right, can I make it? Oh, maybe I'd have made that move if I wasn't a dad now, but I am a dad. And I have my son in the back and I got to be a little more careful. And it changed the way that I would even do something as far as pulling out onto the road. Paul calls the Corinthians to recognize the same thing about their lives. That sometimes when, when something happens, things are not the same. And Paul calls us to recognize the same thing. As he he says in uh, this letter to the the Corinthians, in 2 Corinthians 5, uh, verses 16 to 21, it goes like this. From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view. Even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we know him no longer in that way. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation, Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ Jesus, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. So we are ambassadors for Christ, since God is making his appeal through us. We entreat you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So there is a lot going on here. Of course, it's Paul, so he often packs a lot into his writings. But it's always been one of my favorite passages. Verse 17, in a live worship context, as a reminder of our forgiveness. There's some Easter In verse 17 talking about being a new creation the old is gone the new has come it's one of those passages that gives us more than just life as an easter people but put gives us a mission as an easter people so let's go back to the very very beginning before paul was even around to write this letter so that the hope of the message contains the weight that it deserves because we are to go again way back to the beginning We are created people. As we see in Genesis 1, verses 26 and 27, Then God said, Let us make humankind in our image, according to our likeness. So God made humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Now, that may sound obvious. Like, okay, I get we didn't come out of nowhere. But it's important to know where we started, to know why recreation is such a gift. And offers us such a hope. See, by design, we were created in the image of God. We are in some way a reflection of who God is. Or we're designed to be that way. This is unique to people when it comes to creation. Because the rest of creation testifies to God, but is not made in God's image. And we have a part of that nature that lets us relate to God and and Adam got to experience this intimately uh, for a while at least, but then sin entered the picture, and intimacy with God was somehow not enough, and a man and woman are tempted and chose to go their own way. Read this in Genesis three, and in sin, which is basically disobeying God, taking taking God's ways and saying, you know what, God, I know better going our own way. In sin man stepped away from God. And sin, you know, disobedience, unholiness, to use other terms that give the same idea, put a gap between us and God that we couldn't fix. I've heard it said that fixing this gap on our own or bridging this gap on our own is like trying to jump the Grand Canyon. This idea of sin of this gap, it blurred the image of God, of God in us. Sin entered the picture and we're not reflecting the image of God quite as well. And that relationship that God had desired, that intimacy that God had desired with creation is strained. But here's the thing. Both of them still exist. That we are created in the image of God and that God still desires a relationship with us. And since Genesis 3, God has been in the business of bringing mankind back. And we see it in our passage today, in verse 19, where it says this, That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. See, we are not only a created people, but when the time was right, we became a recreated people. Again, we see it in 2 Corinthians 5.17, that favorite verse of mine. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. In Jesus Christ, we are made new. Not just cleaned up or upgraded or version 2.0, but made new. It's part of the recreation that God has planned as a whole that we see in Revelation 21, later on in the book. It's that part, though, that we get to experience now because our sin, our disobedience, our choosing our own way no longer has to stand between us and God. We are no longer seen as our old selves. We'll take some of Paul's other thoughts to investigate how this works. Paul says in verse 21, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Now, it almost sounds like Paul is tripping over his words. And I admit, all the the different phrases and everything like that in that verse kind of left me scratching my head this week. See, as people who default to going our own way, to sinning, how do we become the righteousness of God? Well, it starts here. Yeah, I'm going to use a bunch of Paul's different thoughts throughout all of his writings. Starts in Galatians 3:27. As many of you as were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. So we clothe ourselves with Christ by our faith, by our trust in him. Think of it quite literally for the sake of this image, like putting on a, a coat. Uh, I'm going to use this cloak here. I have in my office pretend it's a coat okay so if I were to quite literally put this on now in Roman society when this is being written youth who are coming of age would put on this special toga they would indicating that they were grown up that they had kind of full stature as an adult in their society and similarly the old way for the for the believer the old way, the law, was considered like a schoolmaster. And people under the law were considered children. So believers, coming of age through faith, laid aside the old garments of the law. And like the Romans who are putting on their new toga, saying they've come of age, we put on the coat of Christ. So what does Paul say about this coat, a.k.a. Christ? He says in 1 Corinthians one thirty. He says this, He is the source of your life in Christ Jesus, who became for us the wisdom of God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. He became righteousness for us. So when we put on Christ, quite literally, if you will, here, we're putting on righteousness. Now understand, this is an analogy. You cannot go to the mall and find a summer sale on righteousness in the coat section of of Banana Republic or something like that. But it leads up to this. When God sees believers, God doesn't see the sin. God doesn't see the old way, the disobedience, the brokenness. Rather, God sees Christ, sees the coat of wisdom, of righteousness, of sanctification, of redemption that we have put on. God sees Christ and his work fully completed. Matthew West writes awesome lyrics in the a song called Mended, that great song. I, I have it up on the Facebook page, um, a YouTube link to it. But it says, you see wounded, I, God, Jesus, sees, I see mended. In case you need to hear it, the song continues to remind us, there's nothing you could ever do to lose what grace has won. So all of this happens to what end? Lest we think that such rewards are for our own glory or our own, um, our own prize, that we get to put on Christ and God sees Christ over us instead of our sin, God recreates us for a purpose bigger than ourselves. Paul says in verse 20, So we are ambassadors for Christ. Since God is making his appeal through us, we entreat you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. We are ambassadors. Christians are representatives of Jesus in this world. The world, again, which Jesus offered his life to redeem. So when the world looks at us, speaking about Christians, they form their opinion about Jesus, the one that we represent. Now, maybe you have heard or used the phrase, whichever end of the conversation you might be on. Why would I go to church? Or why would I follow Jesus? I mean, Christians are all hypocritical. Now, yes, the the validity of Christianity lies with Christ, not with Christians. But if we are called by Paul to be Christ's representatives, to be Jesus in this world then we can't deny the logic that culture uses to push Jesus to the fringe. So how do we represent Christ well? See, let's see if Jesus has any talking points that he can give us to sort of point us in the right direction. Look at John 13, 35, where he says this, By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Now, it makes sense that Jesus would use these kinds of words given how John later on characterizes God in John, 1 John 4, 8, when he says this, whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. So let's run with that theme a little bit. Now, if you are a Christian, you're practicing regular Bible reading uh, of any sort, really, run your reading of the day through this question, just to kind of have this practice of, of a lens to look at Scripture with. Ask yourself, how does this passage idea fit with the idea that God is love? Now, practically, maybe as you see somebody in the community, maybe it's a cashier, maybe it's the barista, maybe it's your neighbor walking their dog down the street. Run this truth through your mind. God loves that person. You know what? It even works with the person you see in the mirror every day. Again, in case you happen to need to hear it, hear again the truth that comes out of Matthew West's song. There's nothing you could ever do to lose what grace has won. Let's pray together. Jesus, thank you for that truth, that you are the one who reconciled us, that you are the one who called us back to relationship with God that you are the one who recreated us. And not just that, but recreated us and put us out there to be your ambassadors, to be your hands and feet in this world that you so loved. Help us to do it well, we pray. Amen.